0: This is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette.
1: I'm Jared Murphy from City Limits and we're very pleased to be joined today by NYCHA Chairwoman Shola Olatoye. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You spent Tuesday uh, at the City Council a very lengthy hearing about the lead paint inspections issue. One thing that came up a lot there from council members was the question of trust. It comes up in a lot of our stories about NYCHA, residents wondering if they trust NYCHA on development, on maintenance and other issues. I know you've worked to rebuild that trust in your time here. Do you think council members have a point that the trust in which tenants hold NYCHA has been damaged by this? And do you think you need to do something to restore that
2: trust? So, as I said, I I totally understand and am sympathetic to both the council members, more, more importantly, our residents who, you know, have had decades, I think, of, of distrust and failed promises on what was a federal program. Um, and, and so one of the things that has been so important for me, but all of our work has been to be candid and authentic and truthful about our realities. Um, so I understand why people feel in particular to this issue that that maybe isn't the case, um, that does not uh, infer or, or or suggest that uh, the agency when I, as the CEO, learned of the compliance gaps that we sought to lie, deliberately mislead, um, you know, there were some things we were trying to balance. You know, one was gotta get the work done, right? The health of our residents you know literally is baked into NextGen it says safe clean and connected right and so you know we i was highly motivated to to have my staff do that work confirm that we could you know, have the inspections remediate any issues and certify or be be confident that there wasn't you know, uh, a a lead crisis in in those apartments for children under the age of six, which is what the science tells us is where where we should be most concerned. Obviously, one kid is one kid too many. Um, So that was was definitely, you know, our motivating factor. The other thing, and, you know, this has been challenging, um, which is the agency is under an active federal investigation. And, you know, it was something, it's something that I've led for, for now almost two years, and, um, you know, balancing, you know, the doing and the improving Once as we are learning of some of the challenges, I think, um, you know, again, in hindsight, I regret some of the, the lack of precise communication or, or the amount of information, but I, but I think what hopefully your listeners and our residents feel, more importantly, is we are slowly turning this agency, you know, around, which is, you know, driving down repair times, getting real capital work done, actually, you know, having a a sustainable financial plan so that there isn't kind of daily crises um, that had so, you know, I think plagued previous administrations. doesn't mean that there isn't a ton of work and improvement, but, um, you know, I, I believe that I will continue to, in the midst of all that work, have to, you know, make sure that our residents understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, and, and then the associated stakeholders as well.
0: So, so do you feel like you need to go on some sort of campaign, some sort of real organized effort to get yourself and your top deputies in front of residents Mm -hmm. saying, we apologize and we want your trust. And this was not about us trying to betray you, but about, you know, as you've said, this mm-hmm. long-standing issue that yep. came to our attention and, you know, we didn't handle it great, but we really want you to know, you know, do you need to go on some sort of campaign like that? You
2: know, first of all, as you know, and, you know, my, my residents and my employees know, I spend a lot of time out at developments, um, you know, almost 270 of our 327 developments I've visited. So that will continue. Um, and you know whether it's you know doing unannounced visits, which is I like to say I like to catch people doing good work, um, or uh, you know or you know more sort of planned visits that will continue to be a part of how we do our business. Can we improve our communication? Absolutely. So you know I've directed staff to you know make sure what what are other ways and asking residents what are the other ways in which we can communicate with you on on. Monday evening, we had about 60 young people here. Um, they are our youth ambassadors, or youth councils that we started. Um, so, you know, leaders in, from all across the city, ages 18 and under. And we asked them, like, do you know about the app? Do you know about you know, um, Reese? Do you know about the journal? And I'd say like, quarter of the room knew it. And I was like, oh my goodness! And we spent so much time on these different kind of you know new media ways in which to outreach to people. And So I said, well, how else should we be talking to you, you know? So I think we absolutely need to continue to improve and expand upon our communication. I will continue to be present, whether it's at a development visit or smaller informal resident association meetings or bigger town halls. Like I'll be tonight up in um, on the Upper East Side with the mayor. So. That, will, that has been a part of our work. I will continue to do that. We will refine our communication. Um, we will continue to work with our partners to make sure that they can amplify those messages. Um, but you know, the one thing that I think our residents and my employees, and I think it's based on the, you know, the, the hundreds of messages that I've received, is you know, people know we're doing good work. People also recognize this agency has been forgotten, frankly excuse me, for many years, and, you know, and, and as you begin to peel things back and find things, like, that's been part of our work, and so, more importantly, how do we move forward, and that's what I'm focused on.
1: One of the things that came up at the, at the hearing uh, was your communications with the mayor, and I'm, I'm curious, sort of as a broader issue, how often do you talk with Mayor de Blasio?
2: You know, I, I talk to City Hall and, and the Deputy Mayor, every day every week um, I probably speak to the mayor less frequently um, you know when I first started we met with the mayor constantly um, and then as you know as we released release NextGen and it was more about reporting out it sort of moved to a you know um, you know a sort of every other month you know sort of pers- uh, uh, conversation um, or in other settings you know whether it was prep for other meetings that he was having so you know he, unlike I think any other mayor, has public housing very much top of mind. He called me after the hearing, you know, and, you know, he's he is deeply committed to, you know, executing on next gen, asking us what we need in order to be successful here, recognizing that there are a set of hard choices, right? There are a set of hard choices that, you know, may come out of the ongoing conversations with the U.S. Attorneys and you know, he's at the table with us to try and think those through.
0: What did he say when he called you?
2: He asked me how I was doing. I said, did you sleep? I said, no. Um, and then he said, you know, you know, good job and, and okay, let's get back to work.
0: Speaking of the the federal, you know, you've referenced a couple times the, the federal investigation. Are there, um, are there things that you can't say right now? Are there things that um, you're prevented from saying because of that investigation?
2: You know, because of the active nature of that investigation and, you know, under advice of counsel and things that, you know, we are still learning, you know, it just wouldn't be smart for us to talk about the, the, the conclusions of an investigation that, you know, is underway. So what I can talk about is, you know, here's the work that we're doing. Here's what we've committed to um, and, you know, we've talked about and embraced the idea of a federal monitor. I believe very strongly that it can act as both a sword and a shield for the organization. Um, and I think it can be really important towards the long-term transformation. Um, why,
0: why would that be good? Why would a federal, why would you, What? what's the... The sword and the shield, you know, what like what are the details of that? Yeah, how, I mean, how, how I, without,
2: I, you know, again, like, those details will be sorted out, I sure. think, as part of the discussion. But if you look at other places around the country, and that's all that I can sort of, in terms of my research, I mean, there have been places where the monitor has been able to provide um, the agency some of the flexibility that um, we don't have, whether it come to, you know, work rules or procurement issues, et cetera, that I don't even know people understand the the complexities and the nuances and why it takes five months for us to procure a contract when we know how to do the work, you know, just things that are literally baked into how we have to do business. Um, So it's not about... Look, I always think we can be more efficient and we can, be, we can have more technology, et cetera. but there are some things that are just kind of outdated that public housing authorities are, are forced to labor under with less resources. And so I think a monitor who has the power of the court behind her you know, can, can help expedite some of those things, can help you know, clear a path through some of those things. And I, I think that could be very meaningful for the agency.
1: Interesting. During this um, story, this controversy about the inspections, a number of, a few public officials have called for your resignation. How does that make you feel?
2: You know, you don't do this job without a developing very thick skin. But also, you know, I'm not a politician, right? I just, I'm, I'm a Hauser. I came in. I'm a manager, and you know, people can play politics, but at the end of the day what are you doing? What's the plan that you've put forward that says, you know, here's how this agency is going to sustain itself in the next generation. Here's how we're going to address $17 billion of capital need or some portion of that capital need. So, you know, ultimately, if the mayor believes the work that we are doing and the path that we're on is getting us closer to those objectives and our residents feel like they are starting to see demonstrable changes, it doesn't mean that we don't have significant challenges, but I sort of—I mean, that's that's just sort of out there, you know. People will say what they will say, and you know, ultimately, it's the work that people should be judged by. And you know, have we been perfect? No. Have I made mistakes? You know, of course. That's that's the part of being, you know, human, but also you know, in a role that is that operates under a level of scrutiny that you know is breathtaking. you know, you will find challenges, you will find issues. You know, I was brought in to be a problem solver, and that's what we're doing.
0: Did at any point you say to the mayor, if you need, you know, I'll go if you need me to go. Was there, were there discussions at that level of accountability? Because there were people held accountable.
2: Yeah, look, you know, my conversations with the mayor are, 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 you know, those are private, you know, in terms of like the broad sort of specifics. But, of course, you know, it's like, look, I, I came here to do a job, right? If you feel like I'm not doing that job, you should tell me. But if you think that I'm doing that job, I'm going to go and do that job. And so, you know, that was the sort of direction that I got to continue to do my job, and that's what I'm focused on
0: and when you and when those people that were held accountable were held accountable how exactly did you decide that those were the the folks like c- can you give a little more insight into and it, you know it doesn't even have to be specific about ooh, the people ooh. but how did you decide where the the um, you know some of the blame lay
2: right i like to think about it as accountability and you know as i said at the hearing i'm not going to get into talking about individual personnel actions but Any executive, particularly one that oversees a large agency, has to rely on her people to do their jobs, to, you know, have the decision-making capacity and discipline to raise their hand when they find out a problem. Um, That is what they're paid to do, right? You're not a line person, right? You're a senior executive with, you know, critical strategic and financial decision-making authority. That is your job. If, and I have to rely on people to perform that. If that doesn't happen, then I have to I have to get that experience and expertise from someplace else. Look, this is not about one person or three people because, I mean, the thing that's am- always amazed me about NYCHA is, you know, the people are just so passionate about the work, whether it's the caretaker or the, you know, EVP. Um... And so, you know, we, while we are also changing the way we are doing business, we're also rethinking the types of skills and, and, and leaders that we need, you know. I have amazing doers, amazing doers. I need more leaders.
1: Just to talk about maintenance issues beyond lead for a second, you know, when I've talked to Nature Residents the past couple weeks, uh, just a few, they've not said that lead was something they worried about. They talk about the leak that mm-hmm. has been there for years and yeah. someone comes and plasters over and paints it and then it keeps leaking or the yep. socket that still doesn't work those kind of repair issues where it's the wrong person coming or doing the wrong kind of work that's what you hear that's what I yeah. hear about a lot mm-hmm. on its face that doesn't seem like a resources issue that seems like a skills or a management issue mm-hmm. do you have a sense of why that kind of problem seems to be mm-hmm. such a recurring theme
2: well, I'm glad to know that you know your conversations have also confirmed what, what I've heard from residents as well, of course the health of our residents is the most important thing, right? When we started, we had something like 10,000 work orders from old, right? We have like 8,000 fewer today, right? So, you know, and that has happened not only because we have a billion dollars of new investment, that is critical, right? We are tackling the oldest roofs, We are tackling the source. So that resident that's complaining about that leak that, you know, someone comes in and paints over it, if we don't fix the source, yeah. In three months, it's going to be back, right? So, and why aren't we fixing the source? We don't have the money, so we have the money to fix the roof piece. There are other issues, obviously. So that's been really important. Um, the the scheduling of skilled trades is remains one of our. It still remains a great area. A great pain point for us. Um, I am pleased to say that, that that the number, the time that it is taking for us to do that work is trending down. I think last month it was 62 days from a high of like 84 days um, earlier in the year. And and so let me tell you, we've done a few things, because you're absolutely right. It is a resource issue, but not necessarily a it capital, it's an expense issue too, right? So one is, you know, because the agency has lost $3 billion in funding, we've we've just cut staff, right? So we were at 16,000 people, we're now like at 10,006, right? So that's one. Two, those trades, as we call them, they're not enough to service every single development. So previous administrations had them kind of in, um, you know, a borough function or a roving function or, you know, a kind of a, a, a skill-based group, Okay, real kind of rhyme or reason to it. So one of the strategies of next gen is to actually move a significant portion of those skill trades to be at the development. We actually had, and so, and that it required us to first understand, well, what are people doing all day, right? Like, what's Antoinette doing when she swipes in? How long does it take her to do... Um, you know, a plumbing ticket. How long does it take John to do a plumbing ticket? Why the dis- discrepancy? We didn't have that data before. We ha- now have that data, so we really scrubbed that level of like work and performance data. I can't say that people loved it, um, but we did it. And you know, when in those trades where we believe there's actually enough people to have people at the developments, we've moved them to that. We're moving them to the developments, right? So no longer does you know. Johnny have his special team that he's because he's like good you know up in the Bronx now They're at the development so that required a couple of things one property managers need to be trained to manage skilled trades Because they don't t- they hadn't historically done that right how do they hold them accountable? So it, it is a resource issue in terms of do we have the technology to have visibility into people's performance one two Do we have the man the training to retrain people Three, then can we actually hold people accountable? And that is, that's just a muscle that we have to flex better.
0: So we're in our last uh, two minutes here with uh, NYCHA chair and uh, CEO, uh, Shola Olatoye. Uh, um, Thanks for joining us. So um, I guess my uh, probably last question is, I wonder if this, you know, the lead issue here that's been so much in the focus um, also... Speaks to a larger issue, which is that next gen has mostly been praised by budget watchdogs, by housing advocates. You know, you, there's a lot of a lot of praise for that, and some of the uh, rollout of it and the implementation where you're at so far. But it's still a very sort of measured incremental, as much as it is somewhat revolutionary. Mm-hmm. It's also a measured incremental, <coughs> long term. Um, Plan, mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if any of this signals that that NYCHA needs a bigger, you know, a more robust sort of Marshall plan mm. to say to state, maybe federal folks. I know there's a lot of uncertainty right now, but like, yeah. look at what's going on here. We're doing pretty well, but we're still facing crisis after crisis. Um is there any of that talk, mm. or is it sort of like, here's the plan, and we just got to execute
2: it? It's a really great question. Um, my staff know that I always say, like, don't waste a crisis. Um, and actually, I use the term Marshall Plan very early in, in my tenure, because I, I, I think the agency has been in crisis for 20-plus years, right? And I think what we have done over the course of the last four years is manage... It enough so that, you know, we're not on the paper cover of the Daily News every single day, and and we've sort of managed it enough that people can sort of ignore it, right? We've brought down crime. We have, you know, all this good work happening. The Sandy program is, you know, underway. We got people connected to jobs. So that's success. But it to be successful, have we managed ourselves so that people can ignore us? Right. So that the, the city's mothers and fathers can say, like, eh, it's not terrible. Right. I think I think that it is high time that people in Washington and I and I, you know, the state is is there if this is a Washington discussion. Right. And obviously that it is not a particularly optimistic time for public housing and housing programs in general in D.C. right now, but. Um, but I think it's a time for our city to say, one in fourteen New Yorkers live or rely on NYCHA for some form of ho- of housing. We have 60,000 people in the in the homeless shelter. Like, what are we doing? What like is this a sustainable model going forward? What are we prepared to both give up and also commit to, to ensure that people have safe and clean housing? I think that's an important conversation. While whilst this has been a very difficult time for the agency, certainly for our residents and for any families that have been affected by a potential lead plane issue, I think that I would like to say that this could hopefully spark a conversation across New York about what kind of city do we want to be.
0: Well, I guess we're going to have to leave it there. I have a, I, we have lots more questions for you, but we have limited time. So we, we appreciate the time and, and we'll, we'll follow up with you more, yes, more
2: soon. Yes, thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. Happy holidays.